Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, I talk with a close personal friend of mine, an expert in relationships, manifestation, and law of attraction, Lady Jasmine Love. She shares her story about how she became a breakup and spiritual transformation coach and the struggles she's faced along the way, such as imposter syndrome and perfectionism. She shares with us the reasons why she believes so many relationships fail and how you can start to manifest more aligned relationships in your own life. We talk about how to know when it's time to break up or leave a toxic relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or just a personal friendship. We discuss how you attract what you are, not what you want. And how you can start to gain clarity on what it is you truly desire in your life. She drops so many knowledge bombs and shifts in perspective on how we look at relationships with others, but most importantly, our relationship with ourselves. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today we have Lady Jasmine Love, who is a breakup, recovery, and spiritual transformation coach, author, and speaker. She is on a mission to help women tap into the goddess within. She believes that you are a divine creation that is worthy of all that you seek and are capable of co-creating it. She got her start working simultaneously as a volunteer divorce lawyer and running her own matchmaking business. Over the course of helping people break up and helping others get together, she discovered that the root of dating problems and so many other of world's problems were the lack of one's self-worth. She now helps women repair, nurture, and deepen their relationships with themselves so that they can better connect with the magic within to manifest their heart's desire. She is also a close friend of mine, and I am so excited to have her with us today. Welcome, Lady Jasmine Love. Hi, Randy. I am so excited to be here. All right. Well, Jasmine, we're just going to dive right in. And... I want you to just kind of share with, with my listeners, you know, your own love story and how you got into doing the work that you're doing today. Awesome. Um, well, my love story is a rocky road. So I'm actually going to take you all the way back to the teen years. So when I was a teenager, I would just fall in love with these guys from a distance 
but they never loved or liked me back. Uh, some of it was I sabotaged by being like overly aggressive and needy and desperate. Um, and some of it was the climate of my high school. I went um, to an all white high school in the Midwest and I was attracted to white men and I'm black. And in my community, it was extremely taboo to interracially date. So for political reasons and because men didn't want to be ostracized by their family, um, they couldn't date me and they wouldn't. So I got a lot of rejection, um, a lot of guys really making fun of my appearance, saying I'm unattractive um, and even bullying me for even showing interest in them. So this early experience really affected me. Um, and my self-image and my self-esteem. So I always felt like I was not worthy of love or even sexual attention. So I carried this with me in my adult life. And in my early adult life, also had trouble uh, finding mates. And so I was chronically single and didn't want to be. But then I fixed that problem and I figured out how to get into relationships. But because I'm an empath, uh, some of you may or may not know, empaths are like magnets for narcissists and abusers. Um, that's a story in and of itself why that is, but just take my word for it now. Uh, empaths are magnets for narcissists. So I got involved with in two different long-term relationships with abusive narcissists, um, and that abuse took a toll on my self-worth and my perception of relationships. But then I worked through healing and I got into some more aligned relationships that weren't abusive, but those fell apart for different reasons. And I tell that story live as stories women tell. Uh, hopefully one day you guys can see the video. But uh, breakups used to devastate me and I would just be wrecked. My self-esteem, my psyche, just everything, my psychology. But finally, the pain got so bad, I had to turn within. I had to, um, just as a matter of survival, tap into the magic powers I had within and trust the universe. And my breakups started to become my biggest breakthrough. From that pain, I uh, like destroyed who I was. And it was like a phoenix rising from the ashes and just was reborn um, into the goddess I am today. So now I want to help others. I, I want to let everyone know your breakup could be your biggest gateway to spiritual awakening and transformation. It's a great window of opportunity to do your deepest transformative work. Wow. That's such a powerful shift in perspective for so many women. I know myself, I have stayed in relationships for a lot longer than you know, was probably healthy, was ideal because I was just so afraid of being alone and didn't want to face that pain of the, of the breakup. But that shift in perspective of looking at a breakup as an opportunity for growth and transformation, I think can take us out of staying in relationships for longer than we need to. Yes, I agree. And also um, another perspective shift I want to share, it's an old cliche, but it really applies here. And that's, it's a time and a season. Uh, relationships come into our life for certain seasons and certain reasons. And just realizing that people may come to deliver a certain message, a certain lesson or a certain experience, but when their purpose has been fulfilled, um, then sometimes 
they have to leave. And so, yeah, it's not good to hold on to a relationship past this expiration date. Get the goodness from it. And sometimes that lesson comes with pain, but get what you need um, and then heal and open the door for the next message, experience, or opportunity. Absolutely. I think looking at, I mean, and this can go for romantic relationships or even just friendships, but what is the lesson that I can get out of this and then letting it go when when that lesson has been learned and it's no longer serving you? Exactly. So tell me, how did you go from attracting narcissists to, sorry, there's like an ambulance. Hold on. Okay. Let's start that again. Okay. So tell me, how did you go from attracting narcissists to getting in more aligned relationships? Was there a shift that occurred within you to start making that change in the people that you were attracting in your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, It started with a conscious decision. I just decided that, you know, this is not acceptable anymore. Men treating me abusively is below my standard, but it was more than that because like when you're wired to attract abusers, that wiring runs deep. It starts in childhood and it's subconscious. So I actually uh, started therapy, one-on-one therapy, And I'm still in therapy, but I was in therapy for about a year and a half before this shift happened and really just unpacking my wounds and healing them, making the decision that I would not accept anything less than kindness and respect. Uh, But one of the biggest changes was I surrounded myself with supportive women. Um, That's where we met at Woman Speak, which is a very safe and loving space. I also do something called Tea and Talk with a group of spiritual ladies. And all of the women in my life just love me and accept me as I am. Even if I make mistakes or I'm not perfect, uh, you guys all just show up with kindness, love, respect, honoring. You really hear me and listen to me um, and just provide love and light. So just being surrounded with that all the time, that became my new standard. So now if anyone comes into my life, male or female, and they don't match what I'm getting from Woman Speak or my teen talk ladies, then it's really jarring. I can feel it. Like I used to be comfortable with abuse. It felt normal, but now it I, I'm repelled by it. So I have to get out. Like I can't tolerate it because I'm so used to being treated with love and respect. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect segue into you know, what I said in the intro, which you have identified as a big problem that we have in the world with, with, which is this lack of self-worth. And I think that that ties in so beautifully to you really were able to find that self-worth for yourself. And then that really has transformed the relationships that you have in your life. So maybe you can talk about that and touch on why you think so many people are lacking that self-worth? Well, there's a lot of reasons. One, um, it usually starts in the home. And even if you had really great parents who tried their best, a lot of like not so aligned habits are passed down through the generations. But even more common than that, usually a lot of dysfunction is passed down to the generations And I don't put blame on the older generations because we want to take a look at where they came from 
and then take a look at where their parents came from, our grandparents and our great grandparents. So this critical way of parenting, some people go through um, extreme criticism from their early caretakers, some from neglect, some from you know, the parent wanting them to be a certain way and not accepting them if they're different. All these different patterns that are passed down in just so many families through so many generations uh, affects us as children. And as coping mechanisms, we develop these certain internal patterns. We develop uh, very vicious inner critics that antagonize us. And we believe that toxic voice inside of our heads Um, And then we carry that with us and we radiate that self-loathing out. And because of the law of attraction, you attract what you are. You then draw in people who validate what that nasty inner critic is saying, and then it spirals. And then on top of that, we have the media. By the way, I do not watch television. I don't watch the Kardashians or the Housewives or any TV, to be honest. But when I did, when I was younger, I watched music videos. I watched reality TV and I also liked pornography at the time. And I would feel bad about myself and like I wasn't as good as the reality show stars or even the porn stars or um, the pop princesses. But now that that's not even in my reality, there's no way I could compare myself because it's just not there for me to compare. Also, um, how I changed it was I started changing my self-talk. If I like hear a negative thought in my head about myself, I say that might not be true or is that true? And on top of that, every morning I look in the mirror and say to myself what I wish everyone would say to me. And it has come to fruition. The things I say to myself in the mirror, when I go out into the world, people do say that to me. It's, it's almost like magic. It's a form of uh, alchemy or metaphysics, but that has really worked for me. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think it ties into what you said about, you know, we, you are, you attract what you are and it's not really what we want, right? Like, so we really have to do that inner work first to attract what we want to first become what we want, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I know you do a lot of work in helping women to do that inner work and transform who they are first, because that's how they're going to manifest what they want in their lives. So can you talk a little bit about that and maybe why we aren't attracting what we want in our lives? Yeah. um, Well, most people aren't attracting what they want because they don't realize the truth you just shared. They think if they just want it bad enough and they keep pushing and trying to force it, that's how they get it. A lot of people try to create what they want in their life by brute force and by pining and, you know, craving it. But like you just said, (coughs) excuse me, you attract not what you want, but what you are. So I help women become what they want to attract. And I want to share an affirmation with your audience. Uh, There's so much more to it and so many layers to become what you want to attract. But the first like step one is to just say, I am joy. I am light. I am love. I said that affirmation over and over and I wrote it over and over for like a year. Um, And then the shift happened. Uh, But I can shorten that journey because like I was stumbling and like, trying to experiment and figure things out. 
But that is step one. If you take anything away um, from listening to this, just try that in the mirror. I am joy. I am light. I am love. And as a bonus, you can add, I am loved with the ED. So I'm joy. I am light. I am love. I am loved. So that'll start you on the path. That's amazing. And I know that for me, I've found really getting clear on what I want first has been really powerful because I think so many of us aren't even really clear on what we want. And so how can we really become that if we're not clear on it first? Yes. And it's important. I'm glad you brought up this point to be clear on what you want, not what society says you know, you should want or should have, not what your parents want for you, not what your friends on Facebook have that you see in the feed, but it's important to tap into what you want. And the only way to do that is to, you know, step away from social media for a few hours, go into a quiet room. Um, and this is not a one and done. It's, it's a process, a series, a ritual. Um, and meditate, close your eyes, deep breathe, tap into your heart, and even ask your heart or your subconscious the question, what do I really want? And you can even use that as a writing prompt, um, just without judgment, get yourself into a relaxed state and write, what do I really want? And just free write and whatever comes out without censorship, without filters, um, you know, let that truth come through you. I think that's so powerful because like you said, I think too often we are trying to become what we think other people want us to be instead of what we really want. And so, of course, we're not getting what we really truly desire out of life because, again, we're not really clear on what is it that I want, not what does my mom want or my partner or what do I think society wants me to become, but what does my soul, what does my heart, what does my true self really want to express in this world. Yes. And what I want to add to that, um, that trips people up and it even used to trip me up is it's okay to change with what you want, what you want at 25 will probably be different than 35 and what you want oh at 35 God, yes, that's... is different at 37. So it's okay to shift and change. Let yourself expand. Yes. And grow. yes that's so powerful. I think, I mean, you know, I'm 33 and I'm like going through this huge shift and transformation and what I want and what I want to become. And it, I think at the beginning, there was a lot of resistance thinking, but wait, you're too old to like shift into this and change who you are. But I think that's so powerful to know that we can go through this transformation and evolution multiple times in our lives. Yes, for sure. Um, and you should, you should not be staying in the same place. The soul comes to this earth, to this time-space reality, to evolve and to have different experiences. And uh, one of my favorite uh, coaches says, if you're not growing, you're dying. Wow. Yes. I think that's so important to remember that our lives are meant to be this constant state of evolution and it's okay to shift our wants and desires as we grow and evolve into who we are in this life. Yes, but it is easier said than done. Even as much work as I do for myself and helping other women, I sometimes still get stuck. Like, as you know, I moved into coaching, creating courses, but 
that was not an easy transition at first. As my self-identity, I see myself as a writer. I was always gifted in writing. My One of my core businesses is writing and publishing books. Everybody knows me as a writer. So I saw myself as just writing. But I realized that although writing is my greatest skill, I'm actually not that fast of a writer. And I don't like having to pump out books every single month. I realized I could give more value to the world by writing just a couple books a year and creating videos and coaching women one-on-one and speaking on stage and getting my message out there. But making that shift was hard because my self-identity was writer, not coach, not speaker. Uh, But with the support of my supportive circle, I was able to shift. But I'm sharing this so other people can avoid, like I went through a lot of internal like friction resisting. It was meant for me to shift into coaching and speaking, but I resisted it because of that identity as a writer. So don't resist. If your heart is calling you in a certain direction and the universe is giving you signs, just trust, take that leap, take that first step. Yeah. Thank you so much for touching on that because I think so often people just see that end result of what people have achieved instead of seeing the struggles that they've faced on their own journey just to get to that point. So maybe you can share a little bit about the struggles that you've faced along the way. I know we talked about, you know, in your relationships, but maybe just in your own journey of getting to this point of helping other women, you know, what, what have been some of the struggles you faced Uh, One of my biggest struggles is I suffer from something called imposter syndrome. And a lot of women have it where I have a ton of education, a ton of experience. Um, I have transformed my own life. I have helped other women, but still, and even with the positive feedback from my circle, I'm like, why me? Why would someone listen to my advice? Why my wisdom? Who am I to help other women or to teach or to coach or to speak or to lead? So just this self-doubt I had to overcome to even take the steps I'm taking, but it's a practice. I have to daily keep going. And even if I have the doubt, just know that there are people who need my message and keep going, but it's a daily thing. It's gotten better. I have more confidence and more trust in myself, but to just keep realizing that this is my purpose and no one else has my purpose. This is what I'm meant to do. So that was a challenge, overcoming the imposter syndrome. And then I am like a pathological perfectionist. I will like toil away at something and then not want to release it into the world because it's not good enough. Or sometimes I don't even have a creation to toil away on. I'll analyze. Like uh, I went over and over again in my head and on Google choosing my niche. Do I want to be a dating coach, a breakup recovery coach, a spiritual coach? And I was like Googling the pros and cons of all these niches. Who am I? How do I want to help? I knew I had a mission and a message, but I got caught up like for months trying to figure out what to call myself or how to position it and just everything. And I want to say you, Randy, personally have helped me to overcome my perfectionism. So many people who know me have pointed out this perfectionism to me, but Randy, it was you that really helped me break through 
Um, and another thing that helped me break through my perfectionism is just having so much to get done. I really want to be of service. I really want to show up for you guys, my sister goddesses. So I just have to get things done and get it out there. And progress is better than perfection. But my perfectionism has helped me back for years and that imposter syndrome. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being so real because I know so many women are facing these struggles with imposter syndrome and the question of who am I to, you know, do this work and put my story out there and the perfectionism, like, oh my God, I know it can just hold us back from taking that messy action. But I know in my own experience that taking messy action has just led to so much growth in not just my life, but helping other women. Like I would not have been able to help you, Jasmine, or help countless other women in their own journeys if I didn't say, okay, you know what? I may not be ready, but let me just put myself out there and let me just grow in taking action. And that has been what has gotten me to where I am today. So thank you so much for just sharing that. Yes. And thank you, Randy, for taking the leap, you have brought such tremendous gifts into the world, including this podcast. So I'm really grateful you took that messy action. Well, you know, I, I like to say that I'm nothing special because I really believe that this can be, anybody can do this. You know, I just decided to really put my ego aside and to focus on my mission and the change that I want to see in the world. So I just want everyone who's listening to this to know that it's possible for them as well. Yes, and you said something really key that I really want to highlight and touch on. Uh, What's really helped me to take that messy action, to put the imposter syndrome aside, is to focus on my mission, put the ego aside. I have to be perfect or what if they don't like me? Um, And just focus on being of service, being um, on mission. And I always set that intention before I sit down to work on my book, to craft a video, Um, or even to help women I come across on social media, I set the intention, you know, spirit, please work through me and help me to be of the highest service to the women that need me. So just focusing on service um, and mission helps to quiet the noise that may distract you from taking action. Absolutely. And I think when our intention is centered in, like you said, the service of others, you know, of course there may be you know, hiccups along the way or quote unquote mistakes, but it can all be learned. It can all be looked at as learning opportunities, especially if you're in that intention of service. I think that just taking that messy action, there's no such thing as failures. If you really are intending on serving other people, it can only be looked at as lessons and opportunities for growth. I totally agree. So, you know, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because I know you also do help people, you know, recover from breakups. And I kind of, I think in my own story, there's been so many situations where I've wanted to break up. I've known that we needed to break up, but I just haven't like taken that leap. Like, 
maybe you can help us. When do you know it's time to break up? And how do you, how do you make that big leap? Uh, well, one of the ways you know when it's time to break up, sign one is when you keep thinking, uh, should we break up? When you start Googling, like, should I break up with him or should we stay together? That's not like a 100% sign, but that's a good sign when that uh, thought and that feeling keeps coming up. If you're constantly doubting the relationship, it's probably not aligned. Um, another way, especially for us women, we are tapped into our gut, our intuition, our bodies. How do you feel when you're around this person? Do you feel at peace, at home, warm, love, acceptance, or do you feel anxious, sad, on edge? Um, you know, all those edgy, like, you know, feelings that something may not be right. So really tap into your heart and into your body and how it feels. Um, and another way is you can even use your head. I would say use all three, um, your heart, your head. And if you keep questioning, should you leave the relationship? But the logic side is think about what you really want. A lot of us who believe in the law of attraction have a list written. Go back to your list. Is this person matching what's on the list? If you're questioning, should you be with them? Probably not. And last step, if you really are confused and can't figure it out, you know, keep meditating and ask the universe, please show me the light. Please show me the truth. Um, I shared this in my Stories Women Tell talk, but I have to do that. I got caught up not knowing if I should break up with the guy. We had such great chemistry and he was actually my first partner that was not abusive. So I love that. And there were things that were right in the relationship but we had different priorities, different values, um, and it was literally misaligned. So I asked the universe, please show me the light, please show me the truth. And we started to drift apart. And my sense of being uncomfortable just got to the point I can't, couldn't ignore it. And I want to touch on a key word, which is alignment. You can have great chemistry with a person, great sex, and even be used to them, like you're used to having them in your life. But look at the alignment. You should be headed in the same direction. Do you guys have a similar worldview, similar goals, a similar ideal for how you think relationships should be? Um, are, do they have the qualities that are most important to you? Like for me, I really want a guy with the same spiritual views as me. And I kept dating guys who were nice, but they weren't spiritual. But for me personally, it may not be important for you, but spirituality is important to me. So now I will only date guys with that criteria. So look at what's important to you and see if your relationship has it. Yeah, I think that's so powerful because we kind of talked about that earlier in you know, getting clear on what you want in life. But I think it's also equally important to get clear on what you want in relationships and asking yourself those powerful questions and having that self-worth that when it's not in alignment with those things to say, okay, I trust that I will be okay alone and the right relationship will come when when it's meant to happen. Exactly. Um, that's important, but I do want to know it is easier said than done. It takes practice. The way I got to where I am is I went through several breakups, some of them really devastating, but now I've been through so many breakups and then went through so much growth 
and then attracted like a next level partner that was more aligned than the last. So I've been there. So I I, I can trust because I've been there before. And I'm sure your listeners have too. Uh, been through at least one or two breakups and you're here, you're breathing, um, you're alive. And I'm sure there are joyful and happy days you have. Even if you have lonely days, there's joyful days there too. So you can do it. You're alive now and you've been through breakups already. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, it is such a difficult thing to do in practice. So, I mean, is there any other advice that you can give the listeners who maybe are at that point where they know a relationship is needing to be, you know, they need to make cut ties. Like how can they really make that leap if, if they're struggling, if they're struggling with it? Well, there's a couple of things. I always believe in tapping into the magic within. And when I say the magic within, I mean the divinity in us. We were created by infinite love and by like a divine intelligence. So tap into that divinity and, you know, ask the universe and the divinity within for strength. You're going to need it. So ask for strength, ask for clarity. And I know it sounds like almost simple, but it really helps. Just every day, ask for that strength to move forward and do what you need to do for your highest good. Uh, to simplify it, just ask the universe for your highest good. Universe, please help me take the steps take the actions that will result in my highest good and just quietly um, say that prayer or affirmation or incantation to yourself. And that will help on the metaphysical plane. On the physical and emotional plane, one, know it's going to hurt and just be okay with the pain. What makes the pain worse is resisting reality, pushing against what is and wishing it was different. So just accept I really like this relationship. I love this guy, but it's time for me to leave. I don't want to leave right now. And I accept that, but it is time to leave. And so I just have to accept that reality. And you may not believe me now, but try it. But once you accept it, like, hey, I wanted this to work out, but guess what? It's not. I accept what it is. I trust what's coming. Just making that, that decision to accept it as it is that helps. And then to accept the pain, this is going to hurt. I'm going to go with through withdrawal and miss this person. Know that's coming and just recognize it and embrace it instead of, oh, I wish I wasn't crying or I should be strong. I shouldn't miss them. No, I miss them. This is natural, but I'll get through it. And the final thing is to set yourself up for something else to be involved in. So after one of my breakups, I realized that I needed some novelty in my life. I needed more purpose and more meaning. So I got involved in Woman Speak, which is where I met you, Randy. I started doing something called Authentic Relating Games. I set new goals and it really cushioned the fall from my breakup because I made new, more aligned connections, even though it was with women. And I got a new sense of purpose and my days were filled with activities that made me happy. So I healed much faster. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Like I, so many golden nuggets for our listeners to help them. I think with, you know, any, any relationship that is not aligned, whether it's a romantic relationship or even just a friendship to know that accepting and not resisting 
it sounds so simple, but it can be so powerful in so many areas of our lives. Yes. And it takes practice. Like, even though that is my thing, I'm all about surrender. That's what I call it. Surrendering to the universe, surrendering to what is. It's a practice. It's not one and done. So every day you have to practice surrender, especially when things go, you know, quote, wrong. Um, It's just a good opportunity to practice surrender. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know in my own life, I've been going through that in terms of the decision to leave my full-time job to go into my business. It was like, I had this desire for so long, but I was resisting it. And that resistance caused a lot of pain in my life. And once I made that decision, yeah, once I made that decision to just allow and trust, I mean, it's still scary. I'm not going to lie that it's not something I have to, you know, remind myself of every day, but there was also this huge weight that was lifted once I just accepted that there was going to be this uneasiness. There was going to be this pain for a little while. It was like so much like space was opened up once I stopped resisting. And I think that that can be true in so many areas of our life is that when we resist, we cause this pain and friction that can really be eliminated once we just accept and allow that, hey, it may not be easy, but I'm going to get through it. Yes. And um, always trust that the universe is moving things around for your highest good. Even if what's coming for you is not yet on your radar, I just have a core belief that the universe is always helpful and everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. So I, if something goes wrong, I say, wow, I may be hurting now. Or if there's a leap I have to take this scary, like you have to do with leaving your job, I say, while I may have some anxiety here, be fearful. I trust that the universe is moving things around in my favor. So just having that core belief has really helped me. Yes, that's so true. Because when we have that core belief, it's like, even if what happens is not the outcome that we had hoped for, we can shift our perspective to look at it, like you said, for this is happening for my higher good. This is the lesson that I needed. Maybe it wasn't what I, what I wanted, but it's what I needed. Exactly. Like you, you just nailed it, hit the nail on the head. That's exactly it. Um, And also even before we get to the resisting phase is in the beginning, when you decide you want something to detach from the outcome. And I'll use myself as an example. You know, I'm stepping into my purpose to help women recover from breakups and do spiritual transformation. And I have a certain way I want my business to go, a certain amount of followers I want to attract, just all kinds of milestones I want to hit and just a certain way I want it to be. But while I can, before I get into resistance and trying to force things, I am practicing detaching from the outcome. I just know I want to be of service in the way that is the highest good for myself and for every woman I come into contact with. So I'm detaching from specific outcomes. I have my goals, but I'm not attached to them. And I've set my intentions, but my true overarching intention is simply to manifest the highest good whatever that is. And that applies to relationships. I really want to um, drop this message 
is instead of being attached to a certain person, like, oh, I'm so in love with John. I wanted to work out with John. I want to stay together with John. Don't get attached to John. Get attached to your most aligned partner. So if you're single and looking to meet someone, ask the universe to bring you your most aligned partner, whoever that is, even if you have a crush on someone else. And if you're in a relationship, you know, don't ask like universe, please make us see together. Say, I love John, but I want to be with my most aligned partner. If that is John and you're in the right relationship, you and John will stay together, but it's not John you should be uh, attached to. It's whoever your highest, most aligned partner is at that time. So let that be your focus and intention for the highest, most aligned partner, the highest, most aligned outcome, the highest, most aligned career, not a specific thing you're out for. I think that's so important to just, you know, reiterate that like, it's okay to have goals but again, like not attaching our self-worth to those outcomes. Cause I think that that's where so much pain and suffering comes from is when we don't achieve those outcomes or that relationship doesn't work out, then we take a hit on our self-worth and our self-esteem and that we can totally shift that when we look at it, which is your core belief, right? Is like that breakup can be such a great opportunity for growth or whatever it is in your life that you're going through. It can be that place where you transform. It doesn't have to be that breakdown. It can be your breakthrough. Exactly. And I I mentioned an analogy in my book, um, Healing a Broken Heart, How to Turn Your Breakup into a Breakthrough. Um, Just FYI, that will be out late March. But in my book, I mentioned an analogy where some cities are destroyed. One of my favorite cities is Chicago, Illinois. I lived there for four years. And in the 1800s, I think it was, a big part of the city was destroyed by what's known as the Great Chicago Fire. So the Great Chicago Fire wiped all the stuff out, but then the city immediately dove into rebuilding and they created one of the world's first skyscrapers. A new school of architecture was born And the the city was rebuilt in a way that's fireproof. So now Chicago is a completely fireproof city, at least the business district, because they learned from the Great Fire. So sometimes everything has to be destroyed and we have to learn from that destruction to build something greater in its place. Mm, Oh my gosh, that's just so powerful. Uh, I heard something earlier this week that was saying, you know, use the stones that people throw at you to build up your character, to build a stronger version of you. And I think that that can be said for any of life's obstacles that come our way is, you know, we can either use it to build a mountain that we have to climb over, or we can use it, you know, to build ourselves up higher. And I think that it's really just how you look at these situations in your life. Are you going to look at them and be the victim or are you going to be are you going to conquer them? And I just love the mission that you have in this world, Jasmine, because you're just helping people transform their relationships and just their whole way of being by detaching from these outcomes and really focusing on what matters. Well, thank you. Yes, I hope I can keep growing in the mission and serve more and more people. I'm excited for your listeners to hear this. And I really hope that it adds value and helps them. 
Oh, I absolutely know it will. So before we get to the final questions, I am just wondering if there's anything you wish I would have asked you or maybe final thoughts that you would like to leave with my listeners. Um, There's two final thoughts I would like to leave with the listeners. One, I've said it before, but I really want to highlight it. Whatever happens in your relationships, in your life, and whatever anybody says to you, just remember and recognize that you are a divine creation. You are truly a goddess. Divinity and love created you. So by default, you are divinity and love. And as a goddess, you deserve kindness, love, respect. And as a goddess, you are uh, capable of creating that in your life. You're capable of manifesting what you desire. Sometimes we get blocked because of certain wounds we haven't healed. Sometimes we get blocked because of different disappointments set us back. But know that magic is within you. And you don't even need, you know, me or a book. The magic is within you. Sometimes you get blocked and you need a guide, a teacher, a helper like me or Randy or some other guide. But ultimately, the power is within you. So I want to leave that with you. And also, I want you to know that as a divine creature, as a goddess, the higher divinity supports you. So if you get stuck, if you're in pain, you feel you're alone, set intentions, ask the universe for help, do what I call incantations. They're like a combination of affirmations and intentions. I cover them in my book, but just call out to the universe and ask for what you need and trust that it is coming. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That's so powerful. So the last question that I always ask, and this is because I really believe that in order for us to transform our lives, we you know can't just talk about the, all the things we have to start taking action. So what are three action steps that the women listening could take today to start uplifting their lives? Three action steps. One, I would say start meditating. And that's whatever meditation means to you. Um, I train in transcendental meditation, uh, which is a mantra meditation. So you can do that. You can focus on your breath or simply uh, write a prompt like, what do I really want? And free write and just let the words come through you uncensored. But just take some quiet time each day. And I know it's hard to carve out that time. So even if you can only get 10 minutes, Take some time to get quiet, get still, close your eyes and go within and just let your truth come out. Maybe your heart is telling you to shift relationships. Maybe your heart is telling you to start dating or to start that business or to let go of something or to forgive yourself for something. But to hear that divine wisdom, you need to carve out some quiet time. So carve out some quiet time every day. Um, Two, I would say start positive self-talk in the mirror. It will feel weird at first and be uncomfortable, but it will really transform you. So go into the mirror, look into your eyes and say to yourself, whatever you've been dying to hear from your partner or people in your past or from your boss or from your parents, whatever that is you crave hearing, give it to yourself. And if you can't think of anything to say, Just start with, I am joy, I am light, I am love, I am loved. 
and just talk to yourself in the mirror for five minutes, set a timer, um, instill that positive energy, beam that love into the mirror and let it reflect back to you um, for about five minutes. And the third thing I would say to uplift your life is to take action on something that's important to you. If you've been wanting to write a book, wanting to start a business, wanting to start going to yoga or Pilates or Zumba, wherever your thing is you want to do, after you get done listening to this podcast, take an action today. Uh, Take one step. If it's a phone call you have to make, an email you have to send, um, a domain you have to create, a class you have to sign up for, take that step right after you get done listening to this. Progress equals happiness. Wow, that was so incredible, Jasmine. I know so many people are just going to get so much value from everything that you shared with us today. So where can my listeners connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer this world? Well, you can follow me on Facebook. I just use my private account. You could just go to my account and hit the follow button. The name on Facebook is Jasmine Love. Also, um, I am starting a YouTube channel. I got the videos on private now, but by the time you hear this, they will be public. My YouTube name is Lady Jasmine Love, and that's the name of the station. So you can look that up and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And also, you can get a free chapter of my book, Healing a Broken Heart, How to Turn Your Breakup into a Breakthrough by joining my mailing list. And I will give Randy a link and she can drop it in the description section of this podcast. Uh, But that's where I encourage you to go is to grab that free chapter. Even if you're not going through a breakup, this chapter shares a mindset shift that can help you in all aspects of your life and relationship. And you'll be on my list and you'll get the nuggets of wisdom and that support that I only share in email. Yes, that's so amazing. And I think, like you said, like even if you aren't going through a breakup, you know, right now I'm single, but I mean, I think that this could be valuable for me too to like have this knowledge and this wisdom before going into, you know, my next relationship. Or, you know, even if you're currently in a relationship, maybe if you do end up breaking up, you have this knowledge and wisdom. I think that this can just serve anybody, regardless of your relationship status. So I will make sure to link all of this in the show notes with your social media, your YouTube, and then um, for them to join your email list and get this free chapter of your incredible book. Awesome. Thanks, Randy. I'm so excited um, and so honored to be on your podcast and just sharing space and energy with you. So thank you for having me. Oh, no, thank you. It was my pleasure. And I just cannot wait for our listeners to hear this this message and connect with you even more. Awesome. Well, um, the last last word I want to leave is, if you're listening to this, know that I love you. I can feel your energy just as a woman. I just love you and want for your highest good. So just be well, and I'm sending you love and light. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Awesome. Bye, Randy. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. 
You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.